or here's my favorite one. I'll tell myself I missed the lift purely because I'm an idiot. Love that one. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. I'm an Olympian and multiple-time representative at the Commonwealth Games. And I'm not sure if anyone noticed this last week, but I'm actually not the only host in the room. Pingu and Douglas, my two dogs, have now decided that whenever I'm recording a podcast, that they come and sit in the room with me. And if I don't let them in the room, then they'll attempt to try to boycott the podcast from the outside. So my hands are tied. If you hear any panting in the background, it's probably Douglas. Welcome, Pingu and Douglas. I say we get started. Now, in this episode, I wanted to talk on a subject that's been very relevant during my weightlifting career so far, plus just life in general. It's something everyone I feel deals with or has dealt with from time to time, and through my weightlifting career in particular, in which I'll revolve this podcast around, it has been heightened at times. And this is in reference to having a strong presence of negative self-talk in your weightlifting training. So by negative self-talk, I'm referring to a self-critical, self-defeating, and simply just being harshly judgmental towards yourself, you know, engaging in negative, pessimistic, or unhelpful thinking patterns that undermine self-confidence, your feeling of self-competency, and overall just your general well-being. Before I dive into my personal experiences, just as a preface before I get into it, I'm certainly not a psychologist or any professional in any of this regard. I'm certainly not giving out any advice in this. This is just a perception of my personal experience. So I'd recommend anyone in need of any assistance in this regard to seek an actual professional's help. Within the context of weightlifting, just as I like to strive for optimal technique, strength, mobility, recovery, etc., the way that I try to mentally frame things has also been an avenue that I've been just as active in, if you couldn't tell by my last 40-odd podcasts. So when it comes to my weightlifting career, although I wish it was all sunshine and rainbows, where I giggled every time I missed a lift and was just happy all the time, this has certainly not been the case. And I'll set a background and then I'll expand on when I started to notice somewhat of a turn into having more of a presence of that negative self-talk into my training, which was certainly a detriment to my progress. Now, when I started weightlifting, I was very casual with it. It was just a fun skill to learn and just a bit of a change from my usual gym routine. I was pretty focused on completing my university degree at the time, but as time went on, A few months into weightlifting, this is when I started to feel like I may have something here that's worth pursuing. This feeling then grew over the next few months after this that followed. Then I made a decision, which was to quit playing rugby league in which I had just finished my 15th year of playing the sport. And then I also stopped prioritizing my own gym work I was doing on the side and then went all into weightlifting. This is when I started to begin setting goals in weightlifting and people in my immediate circle started to take notice of this endeavor. I remember to when I first quit rugby league initially, I had a pending message for a yearly contract to sign from my coach. 
in which I was offered a much larger sum of money than I was typically used to in football at only a semi-professional level. And my reply to this message was that I wasn't going to play football again and I was actually going to quit completely to pursue weightlifting. The reply to this was from my coach who I've known for years since first becoming a teenager. And he said it was a great idea, especially with the Commonwealth Games happening in a couple of years in our home city. And this thought had never even occurred to me in this point in time as I was still learning the movements. I hadn't even snatched 100 kilos at this point. So to think that I was going to go lift at the elite level, I thought was a bit wild at this point. But fast forward 10 months later, I had graduated university and decided instead of following my set career path that I just graduated from, that I was going to go all in and try to qualify for the Commonwealth Games. Now, when I went home and told my mum this idea, it was met with full confidence Alongside telling my father it was the same thing, no doubt in their minds that this was actually going to happen. It was like it had already happened in their eyes, basically wanting tickets right there and then. And keep in mind I was still 18 months out and I had so much work to do before even thinking of qualifying. So then from there, I continued on this extreme path that I had set out, starting out strong, but then I started to have an overlooming ideal of being a Commonwealth Games athlete start setting in throughout this process. I started to create in my mind this false ideal of what I was supposed to be by the time the qualification period had ended, and it was a very, very hard ideal to try to turn into a reality. This gap between the ideal that I had created and where I was currently at, I then internalized, and then that become the measuring stick that I would judge myself upon. I had even created an imaginary linear trajectory that I felt I had to follow, that I just had to continue on progressing. And if I felt like I didn't align with this trajectory as the year progressed, my inner voice would certainly let me know about it. An example, every Friday during the year, I had what was commonly called a Max Out Friday. I'm sure most people may know what this is, but it's a day supposed to be fun where it's just a fun way to lift to a high intensity. Sometimes it's for a complex or a specific exercise. But in my case, it was actually a max snatch and a max clean and jerk. And what I would do on this day is I would max out my snatch in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I would then max out my clean and jerk. And as fun as it sounds, it was not how I saw it at the time. This session here was the motivation for my week of training leading up to it. As I would then get to see how I'm tracking on the Friday. So during the week, if I was missing a lift that didn't align with my self-expectation that I had then I would not take it well. Whether that's making me repeat sets over and over again until I got it, or here's my favorite one. I'll tell myself I missed the lift purely because I'm an idiot. Love that one. A great way for me to take responsibility while also deflecting any criticism, feedback, or anything that I could then work on to then not make that same mistake again. Let me fast forward from this stage where that whole previous lead up obviously had all of its ups and downs. I had made the Commonwealth Games team, but I then downplayed the achievement, created an even bigger ideal that I had internalized. I then didn't live up to it at the event, going 2 for 6, placing 7th at the event. I didn't take that very well initially, of course, but then had some time after the event to then unpack the whole process leading up and attack the Olympics under a new mental frame. Now this was a working progress and wasn't perfect by any means. And it still isn't. But after suffering not living up to such an insane ideal that I had set, I wanted to shift my attention from the result to the process. I had rationalized, or at least to me, I had rationalized that 
the ideals that I had set for the Commonwealth Games seemed as though I internalized what was happening external to me in terms of support and confidence in myself into an extreme pressure I put on myself to then live up to the potential that everyone saw in me. This extreme pressure that I then manufactured, I then warped into a monster of an ideal that got bigger the closer I got to it. This, I found, was not going to be productive en route to trying to make the Olympics and was just generally unrealistic. So I then put all my effort into the process and tried to tell myself, as long as I did what I could, then I have no reason to mentally beat myself up over it. If I didn't put the effort in, then didn't deliver, of course, then it would have some feeling of regret and disappointment. But if I were to just go in there and give it a real go, then it is what it is. I think this played a part in my acceptance of not being obsessed about the result on the day. As I told myself before I competed that I could have went out there, missed all of my lifts and still been okay. This seems obviously way easier said than done, and I could probably dive deeper into this layer of process orientation, but this was the premise of my mental frame at this stage. Fast forward after making the Olympic Games, I was happy to say that I put all the effort in, and despite not hitting any PBs on the platform, I had some serious bumps in the road along the way, as most do that go to these kind of events that I had to overcome, and I'm extremely proud to have overcome all that. I'm sure everyone else has their own endeavours which they feel the same way for, and we probably don't give ourselves enough credit for this kind of thing. Now, fast forwarding beyond the Olympics to the present day now, this mental frame has shifted my stance on a few things, and one thing is when I get referred to as an Olympian, and I get this quite often as you could imagine, and growing up at a very young age, I would have defined an Olympian as someone who's special some godlike human that possesses something that I couldn't even imagine. Now, when I get called an Olympian, or even when I say at the start of this podcast that I'm an Olympian, I have a slight sense of rejection to the characterization. It makes me feel uncomfortable slightly in cases, as, as it can bring me back to those false ideals that I used to set as the measuring stick for myself previously. So I just like to refer myself as someone who enjoys an immersive process in which I can challenge myself and my current state of being. This just so happened to result in me competing at the Olympic Games, seeing that that was my endeavour to do so. Essentially what I'm meaning is that I don't feel like I'm special and I feel like anyone, if they put all their effort into something that aligns well with them, that they can reach those heights that they would say that I have reached, for instance. But of course, my characterization of what an Olympian is is probably different to most as well. Now, this mental frame on focusing on the process is definitely something that I've tried to remember outside of my athletic life, where, say, doing this podcast for an example. Since I've set a standard for success in some different avenue being sports, that I can be unnecessarily self-critical at times, say engaging in negative self-talk for not being the most articulate or not posting my podcast on my schedule or not having the best audio and video equipment or just generally not being happy about an episode where I'm just setting another false ideal again where it's probably best just to enjoy doing the podcast. Now that is the episode for today. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast plus let me know how you found some of the episodes give some episode suggestions if you have any, or just reach out. Now, as always, I'll see you all next week. Talk to you then.